<laughs> Greetings, citizens. You're now trapped in a nerd cage with your hosts, Mark and Jay. We hope you have a smashing good time. <laughs> Hello and welcome. That's right, you're trapped in nerd cage live this ain't just a reaction show but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and i tick so thank you for joining us happy halloween want to get that out there it's our first uh halloween special as far as i'm concerned on nerd cage live so please hit that like button and subscribe and i am your co-host jay saying g coming to you live from syracuse new york and always with me my man the warrior from wakanda the fiend from louisville mark withers what's shaking boss Hey, what's going on, man? Super excited to be here as usual. And yes, today we have another rapid fire episode for anybody who hasn't listened to, uh, to us before and heard one of these rapid fire episodes. What we try to do is pack in as many uh, topics as we can inside of 30 minutes. Sometimes we can do that. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes we go a little bit long, but we'll see how we do this time. So right off the top, I want to talk about this movie that everybody has been talking about for this past week, it just dropped on Amazon Prime, and that is a Borat subsequent movie film. It has a much <laughs> longer title than that, but I can't, I definitely can't uh, remember it. Um, you know, you and I both watched this over the past mm -hmm. couple of days, and we both have our thoughts about it. So I wanted to kind of uh, throw it to you, and uh, I wanted to find out what you thought of it. Well, uh, let me just say off right off the bat that there's a lot of mixed reviews out there. I personally enjoyed it. Like, it wasn't boring to me. It was a fun watch. But to me, this is nowhere near as good as the first one. Right. Not even close. Yeah. But the commentary is good. It's funny. But I just didn't, like, laugh out loud as hard as I did. Like, because the first one was so outrageous. Like, so outrageous that, I, I mean, I, I, it hurt to laugh. This movie didn't give me that same feeling. It really didn't. Um, but it, it's fascinating, though, because we're in a different world now. We're in COVID. We're, right. we're approaching a new election. And this movie took full advantage of that. And I'm really glad uh, they did. And that's what made this movie enjoyable, because just seeing Borat's take on everything. And, uh, and his daughter also gave it a um, like uh, more gave the character more depth and it gave the uh the movie itself like it gave it more but again it just doesn't reach the levels as the first one did but other than that it's, it's enjoyable and i wasn't mad after watching it because you know what at the end of the day it was free on amazon prime i probably would have felt a little bit different if i paid it to see it in the theater that's just me what do you got mark right and i have a, a similar feeling about it i thought it was okay um you know that said, I didn't have like very high expectations for it. When I heard that this film was being made, that the sequel was being made, my initial thought was, well, how are they going to do that now? Because everybody knows who Sasha Baron Cohen is. Everybody's super familiar with Borat as a character. He would be instantly recognized. And I really like that they address that in the movie, mm -hmm. you know, where, you know, he, when he first gets there, People are actually like recognized, like, hey, Borat, you know what I mean? Yep. 
And uh, so, so for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, it's not a huge spoiler, but he uses a series of new disguises in yep. order to sort of get these get these sort of uh, hidden reactions from people. So a lot of it is really funny, but the funny moments are kind of spaced out pretty far from each other. Yeah. And it kind of makes it so that the film kind of drags a little bit. Mm -hmm. But on the plus side, the actress that plays his daughter is every bit as crazy as he is yes. and super talented and and believable. And I was really, really impressed with her. And um, I, you know, I thought particularly in the Giuliani scene that everybody's talking about, that was like my main reason for seeing it in the first place. But oh, yeah. <laughs> That scene to me makes the whole the whole movie, and then also the CPAC scene. Uh, I won't say too much about that um, because I don't want to give any spoilers. But those two particular scenes are two to look out for in the film. Um, uh, it's not nearly as good as the first movie, but still very much worth a watch for anybody who's interested. Yeah, I I feel exactly the same. Some this is something we agree on. I mean, pound for pound, we agree on this one here. Right. Um, I, I really don't want to give any spoilers away. I really encourage everyone to watch it. Um, you know, it's every bit as raunchy. I mean, it doesn't have like the nudity that the first one had, but it's still <laughs> just it's still just as raunchy. And, you know, the all the tropes are there. Uh, there's going to be scenes that you're, you may have recognized, but some of the stuff was on YouTube before the movie was even announced. So... Uh, that being said, it doesn't take away from the movie. It's just, again, it's enjoyable. It's a good la it's, 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 it's worth the watch, but just don't get level your expectations because it's nowhere near the first one, not even by any stretch. Uh, and I really don't think they should do, I don't see them. I don't think they should do a part three. That's my opinion. Right. And, and I concur with that unless you do a part three that's just the daughter and doesn't have Borat in it. But um, but I, do, I, but I digress. Work, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. It's They should really just kind of cap it off here. I think that the joke is kind of worn off, you know, a little bit as far as like this brand of, this brand of humor, particularly with Sasha Baron Cohen, who's like super recognizable now. It's much more yeah. difficult for him to pull these things off. But, you know, like I said before, it is an enjoyable movie and we can kind of leave it at that. So yeah. moving on to the next topic, um, we got news today or not news, but um, we, you know, there's there's some there's a couple of interesting little factoids that are sort of floating around about Justice League Snyder Cut. Mm -hmm. um, one is that Jared Leto is uh, returning. Yes. And uh, before we get to the other one, I wanted to get your feelings on that. Okay, so if anyone was at our uh, previous live stream, we did talk about it. Um, this is interesting because I feel like just because this is my least favorite Joker doesn't mean I don't like Jared Leto's Joker. Right. That being said, I'm glad he's getting a second chance. I feel Zack Snyder will be able to, you know, whatever scenes we see Joker in this movie, I feel like Zack Snyder is going to bring bring it better than Suicide Squad did. I'll leave it at that. Interesting note, though. This is the first time in history that the same Joker is in another Batman movie. Um, I am not really that impressed with this news. 
You know, a lot of people have heard me say before that Jared Leto is my least favorite Joker. He's the least impressive, yeah. um, least believable. Um, but I am willing to see what he brings this time around. You know, he's had time to kind of see what worked, see what didn't work. Um, there's going to be hopefully a little bit more footage to kind of go on a little, you know, a little bit more screen time for him. Yeah. So we can see how his version of the Joker is actually developed as a, as opposed to just a couple of out of context scenes. So, I mean, I'm here for it either way. I mean, but I just, I'm not as excited as a lot of people are about it. Well, here's the thing. There's two things I want to see, and this is me pure speculation here. Okay. Don't, don't, I'm not putting my money down. I'm just wondering if they're going to pull this off. One, is this Jared Leto's Joker going to be the one that, again, possibly kills Lois Lane? Like right. we saw in Injustice. And like I said, we saw, kind of saw the, the breadcrumbs there in the nightmare scene in uh, Batman versus Superman. So I'm wondering if that's why Zack Snyder wants to bring Joker in. Two, uh, Excuse me, sorry. Well, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. On the second, my second thing here on Joker here. Um, oh my gosh, give me a moment here. Oh, the Robin, the death of Robin. That's right. what I want to know. Is are we gonna get a little bit more backstory on the death of Robin when we saw the, you know, the Robin suit in the Batcave there? That's right. what I'm hoping there. I'm hoping that we get more explanation on the death of Robin and possibly the. Uh, you know, the death of Lois Lane at the hands of the Joker. That's what I want to see in this Zack Snyder's Justice League. Will we get it? Who knows? And I also right. think, you know what? I, another thing I'm thinking too is I believe, listen, I don't know if this was Zack Snyder's thing or Warner Brothers or, or HBO Max, but this is just a genius way to keep this movie in the public eye, even though we already got a trailer, but they're they're keeping the, the movie in the public eye and it's creating hype, whether... If people are mad about this news or not, uh, this is creating hype for the movie and it's getting the Justice League HBO Max thing out there even more with this whole uh, Jared Little Joker attached to this news. I agree. And I think that that is one of the primary reasons why we're getting news like this. Like we're getting these little bits and pieces because you figure, you know, a deal had to have been in the works prior to this before you know it becoming official and we haven't really gotten any inkling before now that something was in the works so the fact that they dropped the ben affleck bomb the way that they did drop the keaton bomb the way that they did drop this uh jared leto thing i mean i think they're they're making these very smart moves as far as like keeping the attention on the DCEU. Dropping these small bombs like this is just turning everybody's head like, like, wow, I'm really excited about it now. Wow, I'm even more excited about it now. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I think this is really smart on uh, on Warner Brothers' part to, to do this. And there's probably a lot more coming. Um, mm -hmm. So speaking of that, we yeah. also uh, heard that uh, Joe Manganiello may possibly be coming back as Deathstroke in the Snyder Cut. And I wanted Bring to it. hear what you thought about that. Now this one got me juiced up, okay? This I'm excited for because when I first learned, okay, let's say what you want about the uh, the, the Josh Whedon's Justice League, but it was so cool seeing Joe Meganello's, um, uh Deathstroke at the end of that, that post-credit scene. 
even right. though sadly enough that was leaked and spoiled like a week or two before the movie came out but it still got me amped up because I always like Joe Maganello because I feel like yes he does all the the chick roles and the magic mics and this this and that but you know what he's good as an action star he was really good in Rampage and he was really good in this movie called Sabotage that, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and I think he's perfect as uh, Slade Wilson Right. And I really want to see this version of Deathstroke go, you know, toe to toe with Ben Affleck's Batman or what may have you. I mean, I don't know how much capacity that he's in this movie, but the fact that he's, that he's in it, I, I'm all for it. I'm hoping. Listen, I don't know how much he's gonna, how much screen time he's gonna get, or how much he impacts the story moving forward. But I'm hoping this will have some kind of impact where we see him again, whether if it's in another movie or if his own miniseries or whatever. I'm glad that they're making room for to do this because I was excited for the casting. I was excited when Ben Affleck said that, hey, this is going to be my my villain in my solo movie. So it's all coming together. I'm very excited. Mark, how do you feel? Okay, you ready for me to let the air out of your tires a little bit? Go for it. Um, so, so yeah. So I still give this news uh, rumor status because you know, reading a little bit more into it, um, what was initially reported was not that he was in talks with anybody. Um, you know, there's no definitive answer about like whether or not uh, Deathstroke is going to be a part of the Snyder Cut. This rumor kind of formed from him from an event that he was at where a picture was taken with him with the Deathstroke haircut and a goatee. And it was at like a League of Legends event or something where he's, um, you know, he's wearing headphones and he's got like his fist in the air and um, and, and he just has the, the Deathstroke look per se. But there's no like, there's no mention of him like confirming that he's in the Snyder Cut. There's no talk of him at playing Deathstroke at all. This is just a story that kind of snowballed off of one photograph. So until we hear more about it one way or the other, I mean, it's still conjecture. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Now, am I hoping that this indicates that this that he's gonna be in justice league absolutely i think that he would make a perfect death stroke i think that um the action scenes between him and affleck would be fantastic i mean that was one of the bigger disappointments for me as far as um the ben affleck batman ben affleck version of batman not being uh made was because he was supposed to be the main villain from what i understand so yeah so to, if we get an opportunity to even see a taste of that, I think it's worth it. Absolutely. And here's something we can both agree on. I think the Zack Snyder Justice League news is far from over. I think we're going to get more news in the coming weeks and the coming months leading up to the movie. And I think we're all going to be, I think one way or another, we're all going to be in for some surprises. And yeah. I think this is, this is just the beginning. I agree. I agree. You know, there's, you know, there's a long road to when this is finally going to be released to when we finally see it. I think that there's many more bombs that are going to be dropped. A lot, a lot of, um, a lot of castings, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, interesting new news that's going to come out that we're not expecting where we're, that it's going to get us extra hype for this. So I'm all in for it. All right. So rapid fire. So. Now we're hearing news, uh, and this has been released by several outlets, that 
Uh, we've known for a while that Creed, Creed 3 was inevitable. And now we're hearing that Michael B. Jordan is going to be possibly directing and starring in Creed 3, which excites me because we got the news that he's producing Static Shock. I really think Michael B. Jordan has talent outside of acting. So I have full faith that uh, we're going to be getting, you know, I, I have full faith that he'd do well in directing and starring in Creed 3. Uh, I cannot wait to hear more on this. So, Mark, what's your take on that? Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of Michael B. Jordan. I mean, I like almost everything that he's done, um, you know, and, uh, you know, to he to hear that he's kind of like stepping out of this acting role. And in addition to doing that, like he's taken on projects, you know, as an executive producer, he started, you know, Outlier Society, and he's doing a lot to kind of flesh out like black superheroes and kind of create this, this new black superhero universe. I'm really all in for that. Um, as far as directing the next Creed movie, I'm still a little bit on the fence. Not that I, not that he is not capable of, of directing a good film, but this would be his directorial debut. And, yeah. you know, to take on such a, a high profile IP as your first project is a little bit um, ambitious, I think. I'm not saying that he can't pull it off, but we've seen, you know, historically, great producers, great actors, you know, try to do the same thing. And then the project kind of falls apart because they're going to make the first uh, first time director mistakes. I mean, X-Men Dark Phoenix is a good example. Yeah, like Simon Kinberg, who's a brilliant uh, producer, uh, writer, um, you know, super involved with the X-Men franchise from the beginning, um, you know, helped develop some really great um, storylines within that franchise. You know, he was handed the keys to Dark Phoenix, having never directed anything before. And yeah. we, we all saw the result of that. So what I- David Blade 3 with David, David S. Goyer. Right, right, exactly. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and that's no shade on, on them as directors. It's mm -hmm. just one of those things that if you don't have the experience, you know, you're gonna make certain mistakes and those mistakes are forever because now you know that's been released people see it and they're they're going to judge your work from that so i think that this is a little bit too big of an ip for him to do as his first outing yeah. but that said i mean for all we know he could be you know the next spielberg or he could be the next ryan coogler or the next ava, ava duvernay you know like we just we just don't know yet so either way i'm in for it because i love the creed franchise yes and i've been waiting for creed 3 since you know you know since creed 2 finished so yeah well my, my last take on it before we move on to our last topic is i feel that the difference between what you just mentioned between old x-men and stuff i feel like it's a this time it's a different situation though there's a, it's a it's a better studio with better right. people around him he's gonna have he's i think michael b jordan is set up for more success than what you just meant than you know the ones that you just mentioned that's my opinion so i feel like you know what let's let's see where this goes I've, i have i have a pretty good feeling about it yeah and you make a really good point there i think that if you're surrounded by people who really know what they're doing and you are open and you're willing to listen and learn from those people then yeah the outcome can be really great i think the mandalorian is like a good example of that where dave filoni had really only done um you know more animated stuff you know he hadn't really directed anything live action and he was 
totally humble about it and willing to listen to people like John Favreau and, and people that really knew their way around making a, making a film and making a, making a TV series. And so the result was you got a really great TV series. And so, and so if he follows that type of a path, I think that we can get a really good Creed three movie. So we'll, you know, time will tell, we'll see. Absolutely. So to wrap up this fi uh, rapid fire episode, uh, nothing set confirmed, but it's we feel that it's l more likely than not. No Time to Die is being shopped to streaming services right now. Mark, your take? So um, I looked at uh, Deadline earlier this morning and I found that uh, yesterday um, that uh, story had been somewhat debunked. So, oh, okay. Um, so, so yeah, so what actually happened was back in September when, uh, you know, when they made the decision to sort of uh, move the date, when they made the decision to change the release date, when all this stuff was happening with all these other high profile films, they decided to have some talks with Netflix, with Amazon, with a couple of other streaming services to see if anybody would be interested in, um, in, in, uh, paying the one-year license for it to go straight to PVOD. And um, nobody at that time was willing to pay the the amount that they were asking for a one-year license. And so um, uh, they, they basically, um, I guess they brought it up to Barbara Broccoli, who's like the main owner of the franchise. And mm -hmm. she was just like, absolutely not. I don't want it to go to streaming anyways because it's a potentially you know it's a potential billion dollar film yeah and you know we all know that the money is just not there in streaming so um so yeah so so there's no like definitive plans as of today for it to go to streaming i think this was something that was kind of just kind of played with a while back and then they discovered what the potential results were going to be and they just decided no way on it yeah, I mean, I would, for me personally, I want to see this movie and I want to see it in theaters. But if it goes to streaming, I'm definitely not going to cry about it. And I can understand because, again, the we don't know when, when things, theaters, whenever they decide to reopen fully. By right. the way, New York State, it's 25% now. 25% of theaters are clear to open. Right. That being said, we just, we don't know how many people are going to flock back to the theaters, especially for even for bond i mean we saw what happened with tenant so I, I i see i see both sides of it so you know we'll have to wait and see i mean i just again i i can't picture this i can't picture this bond movie of all movies you know you're talking it's james bond like this is like a franchise that that spans decades the hype has been for this movie this hype behind this movie has been going on for like the last two years now so to see it like to see it come to a streaming services would just feel so underwhelming and the bond movies to me that's a theater experience you know right going around the world and seeing all the stunt work and everything and it was just ugh, it's just tough man i mean that movie was just put in a bad all these movies were put in the bad spot but this one more than others because of the, the cost of the make of making it and the money that it could potentially bring in so we're just gonna have to wait and see how how it goes and you know, once we get official word, trust me, we're going to jump on it. And we will talk about it. Absolutely. 
absolutely we will. I mean, this is a movie that, like you said, I mean, it costs something like $250 million 250. to make. Yeah. And uh, in addition to that $250 million, it's cost somewhere between $30 and $50 million because of having to like move the dates around and change the marketing and to do all of this stuff, you know, also probably interest fees as far as the financing of this film. So, so yeah, they're, they're threading a very fine needle as far as what to do with this movie. Do they shelve it for another year in an already packed uh, release schedule for 2021? Or do they cut their losses and try to, like you you know like try to release it and just take take their lumps and just sort of say yeah we're going to lose money but at least it's out there and we can we can kind of go from there it's it's uh it's a tough call i don't envy them at all with that on top of that one more thing i want to mention is you know the other thing too is this is bond we're going to get another movie eventually whether sure. whether it's with daniel craig which Daniel Craig says he's done. I don't blame him. Uh, I don't want him to go, but I'm, you know, like every every Bond fan, we all move on. We have to, whether we like it or not. But here's the thing, though. This, there is going to be a sequel to this movie, whether if it's going to be with Daniel Craig or a new Bond. Right. And the thing is, they don't want to, you know, you can't kill the momentum. You know, this, this movie has to bring in money because we want to see more Bond films regardless. So I would hate to see Sony lose out on the I would hate to see the Bond franchise end like that. I hope it does that we're not I hope that does not happen. But this is just saying that this is like a movie that's coming out that we know there's gonna be more to come, you know? Right, right. You know, um, you know, I was thinking about the the position that like, you know, studios like like Warner Brothers or Disney are in, you know, where they're in a little bit better position than like, you know, uh, you know, the studio that that deals with Bond. So you know, they have the option of releasing on their own streaming platforms, taking that, using that as a loss leader to drive memberships to those streaming platforms. Yeah. So if Bond was a part of something like that, you could see like, well, maybe we just release this as like a four part miniseries, like, like Justice League, or do something like that to sort of like try to recoup some of the money lost. Um, but again i mean that's almost no different than if you just did a pvod experience and charged like 30 dollars a pop for it you're yeah. you're definitely not going to make the money back um that that was spent let alone make that potential billion dollar return that you that you that that you were expecting from theaters so i don't know it's it's a very uh tough position you know, it's a, it's a very tough call. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to hear, you know, we still got Wonder Woman 84, Godzilla vs. Kong, Dune. There's so many movies to count. I mean, we already saw that Soul's going straight to streaming, which is, that was another thing. Soul was a movie that was going against Bond. Same right. way weekend, and that's going straight to streaming. So, right. you know, like I said, there's, so, there's a plethora of movies coming out. We're just going to wait and see. And, you know, hopefully, 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 when we all get through this, it's just a matter of how the movie theaters and the studios respond. Uh, so, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, everything will shape up to be okay. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So, <laughs> so we got through our topics. How well did we do on time? I wonder, did we make that 30? Yeah. Uh, so 30. we're yeah. good. 
Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. So that being said, before we go, we ask you to pretty please like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread this shit like Silfa. So to USA, from Louisville with the Syracuse, and to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live, enjoy life, stay safe, happy Halloween, and good night. Sayonara. Trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>